0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. (laughs) If I had a soundboard right now, I'd probably be making cricket noises. Um or the As place predict- is like losing horn. As predicted, uh, we dropped pretty much all the new shows uh from winter twenty twenty two except for one or two. Um but uh surprisingly we still have quite a bit to talk about. At least this week. Um we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna dig deep on a couple things here. Uh we, we did have some shows that were still airing from last season. Uh we've hit the backlog for a couple things and I guess we're going to have a superhero time update with uh, some of those types of shows. So I I just find it funny you've lumped, uh, you guys lumped uh, the Toku shows in with Digimon and uh, Precure. But I guess that that is part
1: of Superhero Time. time. Yeah, (laughs) that that is literally the Superhero Time. Yeah, I guess they they, they they all.
0: Technically, Superhero
2: Time is just the. Tokusatsu stuff, but they air as like a continuous two-hour block. Just
3: everything in the nebulous, what, like Toei umbrella or whatever. You
0: know, yeah. yeah. Saturday morning cartoons. We'll we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. But uh, to introduce everybody, I'm Jell. I'm joined by Iroh.
1: I'm still here. I'm not dead yet.
0: Still with us. Joined by G.
3: What's good, everybody?
0: And we are joined by Zig. Hey, hello. All right, so let's get into this list of topics here. And before we get to the shows that we're watching, uh-huh. there yeah, was some one
3: hot news.
0: Oh man, notable bit of news that came out this week, at least notable for the Gloria blog. Yes, <laughs> hot, hot off of the great news. Cult, cult classic. Uh, Microsoft buying
1: Activision. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Truly, Microsoft I can see despair floating
1: in the sky. <laughs> I,
3: I'm
0: not. I'm not sure if that's. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that is anime related. But um, no, let's yeah. talk
3: about the real big news.
0: Yes, the real big news here, which is the the cult classic manga Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, is finally getting an anime. Finally! Wow. Hell I've has frozen see despair over. up in
1: the sky in the form of a giant hammer about to smash the earth. But when now I'm they, also uh... seeing hope in the form of Blues Drive Monster. As a, as to a, smash the hammer. As when a did the manga man actually said, end? Uh, hell, well, it's
3: about time.
1: Indeed. The manga it, ran from, I believe, 05 to 2010. Something like that. Sure.
0: Yeah. 12 years, late. Right. So would have been worse, right? So, uh, you know, I feel like uh, for us, I feel like Iro convincing us all to read this manga like 10 plus years ago was a... I important... literally wrote
1: about this on Japanator, so...
0: Yeah, an important moment in Glorio history of uh, bonding us all together here. So this is, uh, I think, uh, a big announcement for us, even if it's perhaps not the most popular manga of all time here that we're talking no,
1: about. No, but uh, yeah, I have a deep and enduring love for I, Lucifer and the I, I feel like it's, it's
2: not... Like, I would not necessarily describe it as obscure, either. No. I think that there is a healthy... It was, yeah, it was trending
3: it. on JP Twitter, like, so, you know it's it's the, the, people have heard of it you know it's, it's not, not super entire... hard it's not
2: yeah. super hard to trend on japanese twitter though remember when they broadcast <laughs> charles counterattack and cut the ending off and then the ending <laughs> song trended because yeah, people were so upset
3: that's worth trending about that's that's a genuine that's a outrage big, that's big a, time that's news that uh... a legitimate societal injustice uh, yeah. just like how long it took for lucifer and the exactly. beast to get an anime <laughs>
1: So I feel like in I, the in the West you go well, there's a little, way more Spirit Circle stands actually. Which is kind I, of I, funny look, to me.
3: Mizukami yeah, is such an all-round good writer. <laughs> uh, we are of course talking about Satoshi Mizukami, the uh, yep. original creator of um from
1: sure, and *Goku Yoko*. Spirit Circle, Planet With.
3: Yes, <laughs> yes, the cult classic <laughs> *Mecca*, Planet With. <laughs> Planet With looks good.
2: Planet with, uh, Planet with was great. Right. I don't understand. Like, I, I, I yeah. I, you know, we, I'll, I'll
3: say, I'll say this. I look forward to reading the Planet with manga. We and we can't we can't uh, uh, music comedy's probably true vision of that story. I've watched way way
2: worse looking anime than Planet with. I thought we it was we don't great. we don't
0: have time well, to read. Try
3: I, I, I guess for Planet your with. guys' sake. I really hope that Lucifer and the biscuit hammer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least hits the planet with the baseline of technical explanation. So
0: ouch. Let let's. I do want to I do want to talk about for a little context. Um, when the manga ended back in, or when it was basically running, mm-hmm. and then by the time it ended in right what 2010. Right.
1: I mean, I read it uh, after it ended.
0: Everybody wanted, I mean, like it Gainax. seemed like a perfect fit to get like the Kazuya Surumaki era Gynax to do yeah, the anime. I, th- I
3: think. Like mm-hmm. an often, like often there, a, there's
1: a lot of lineage there,
3: like,
2: yeah. thematically. I mean, Lucifer yeah. and Biscuit Hammer famously about tax fraud, Gainax, you know? Uh,
3: but, yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, a, a common quality that is applied to Mizukami's works, especially Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, is that despite, you know, Mizukami having, like, no, like, real connection to, like, anyone at Gainax, like, that Biscuit Hammer, the manga, like, its tone, its themes, its just, its inherent spirit and heart... hmm is, like, the closest, like, a manga has ever felt to, like, evoking, you know, old-school Gainax. Like, that right. era of Gainax mm. that makes people, like, legitimately argue that they are single-handedly one of the greatest anime studios in history is because of a very specific era of Gainax that I think Lucifer the Biscuit Hammer, like, does an amazing job of capturing that spirit. Yeah, it's,
2: it's That, and it makes actually, a lot whenever... of different... You know, whenever I think about magical shopping arcade, Abenoboshi, uh, I think about the greatest anime in history. So uh, <laughs> yes, but, but um, um, good. Yeah. The... No, I, I know. I'm just okay. I'm we just can't
0: really go cool, off on that but... tangent. Uh, we gotta, like, let's let's yeah, keep this if, focused if, like, here.
1: But like, if Fully Cooley is about moving from like childhood to young adulthood and such, then Biskahammer is similarly, but moving from young adulthood to adulthood. Like,
0: yeah, right. It's like, it's like, if, if like Foolie Cooley is like the beginning of the coming of age story, and Biscuit Hammer is like the end of the coming of age story. But, um, <laughs> also they both have the pillows in them a lot. Uh, well, oh yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> it's a little yeah. Biscuit yes. Hammer's in the title. Yes. Yes. You know, the manga re- makes, a, yes, the manga makes many references to pillows songs. So, that so also... and Guy Next Shows. Yes, and Guy Next Shows. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I think. <sighs> our hearts were particularly broken because I think there were rumors or I don't know if they were confirmed or not. I don't
1: know how credible those were, but there was, there was <laughs> talk
0: about Gainax actually taking interest in the project and they problems it always, with.
3: Well, so, so the thing is that people are always talking, right? Like that's the yeah. kind of the thing that's said about the industry is that like people are always, you know, whether serious or not, right? People are always making phone calls or, you know, writing emails, you know, and, you know, unfortunately, the Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer anime rumors from back in the day are about as, like, reputable as, like, I heard a guy on two channels say so-and-so, and right. I read it through Google Translate, <laughs> but right. so... I-, I think there is some credibility to this idea that the similarities are so, like, apparent that I'm sure that, like, on some level, the two parties were at least aware that the other existed, but how far right. it went beyond that is hard to say.
0: Yeah, my, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to get around to is, um, it didn't happen, and Gynax blew up. The, that t- yes. that that group of talent went other places. <laughs> yeah, and... I mean, you
2: could kind of argue Gynax was already in the decline phase at the point they would have made a biscuit hammer
3: anime.
0: Uh, that, yeah, how far I mean... off was that from Panty and Stocking, right? right? Like I said, the decline phase. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> Pan- Panty and Stocking okay, st- is the. What? We can't do this. <laughs> well, then yeah, Ziggs we, we, got to
3: stop like may, sniping. Yeah, you got to
0: take. We got to take. Stop taking shots then. Look, but uh I the- gonna make this bit
3: multiple times. All right, there's a certain era of Gynex that could be considered the 96 Bulls of anime studios. All right, and that era of Gynex, if it had handled the Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer <laughs> anime. Just what what a different world we we would be living in right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: So point is, we you know, they didn't happen. That team that team dissolved, and you know, we just all assumed the anime was never going to happen because you know interest died off uh, a bit, right. and you know, and I mean, it, we I'm not sure there were any studios we feel like would have done. The anime the justice it deserved at this point, even even if you wanted to, like the obvious thing is say, "Well, have Trigger do it." I don't know if that would be the right answer.
2: No, I, right. um, I think, I think like, perhaps
0: modern Trigger, like Trigger of the last couple of
2: years, could do it, but not Amemiya Trigger. Trigger and, I think Akira yeah. Amamiya might be able to pull it off, but that's only a yeah. recent
0: development. Yeah. Um So I, mean, I think,
3: in many ways, that's what makes the romanticism about imagining the Lucifer yeah. could Hammer anime so like enthralling to us specifically at the Glorio blog is that like it, it, it is because right is like the fantasy version of the scenario is like also the fantasy version of the world in which you can get like the disparate pieces of Gainax that have splintered in the last decade to come back right, right. because you would need Surumaki. you would need uh Enokido right you would need mm-hmm. like Yoshinari there right like y- y- you know like you would need like these like myriad generational talents who have gone their separate ways to <laughs> I, I magically get, like, come back together for this one anime. I,
2: I never particularly thought that like that sort of thing was, was a productive avenue of thought though like it was it the wasn't about
1: no. it was you know. like it, it was we knew to... it was always pie in the sky and so it was right. fun to dream right, right. Th- that's you the know?
0: point is like we we knew that was never going to happen yeah, right
3: it's, it's your fantasy football you know like uh you know, <laughs> you know and case, so that, right? Like
0: that is why we are just like shocked that any anime is happening at all here yeah. in 2022 yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that, that, i think that context is important as to why people are like because, you know, Excited. manga announcements happen all the time, right? Anime adaptations yep. happen all the time. That's why us and a few other choice people on the internet are buzzing about this one. Yeah, um,
2: I, I wonder as, what what changed to make this financially viable at this point in time. Like, who, like what money changed
3: hands? So I just I, assume
1: Planet Wither did okay enough. I guess, said, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: So the thing I've been hearing a lot about, like, what's currently going on in the anime industry is that they are kind of going now through a similar cycle that Western Hollywood filmmaking is going through Mm. of, oh, making original IPs is scary and difficult why don't we just plumb the depths of, like, the, like, dozens and dozens of, like, non-anime properties that we have, right? right? In the same way that, like, Hollywood was making frickin', like, what, like, Battleship the movie? <laughs> just, like, what what IP do we have, right? Yeah, mind the right. back catalogue. You know, and now anime is going through a similar phase of, like, you know, making original anime is, admittedly, a daunting prospect, right? Even though mm-hmm. we've had some great examples in the last few years... There are just as many that come, go by the wayside because they have, you know, no no name brand recognition going for them. So and I,
2: although I, we've I, had a lot of very good shows, I'm not certain any of those shows will break out commercial here. Exactly, either. so
3: the thing I've heard is that potentially what's going on here is that whoever holds the rights to, like, Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, you know whatever relationship that is between, you know, you know uh, studio and, and, and publisher and all that stuff is maybe just going at looking at their back catalog and being like, I don't know, what do we got here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so... Like, just dusting those shelves off? Like, uh, you know, what, yeah. what do we got back here in the early 2000s uh, uh, file cabinet?
0: <laughs> so I... As far as, I mean, regardless, it, it's happening. So, like... As uh-huh. far as what we know, we don't know the studio yet. Uh we ha- we have the director who I did not recognize and looking at
1: nope. his the director of
0: <laughs> Kohimi Musik. Um
1: Maho Jin Guru Guru, the first Dragon Quest parody so show. I-, I
0: would I would describe his career as uh he appears to be an industry veteran. <laughs>
2: A journeyman, Re- one might say. Uh, don't forget had, the
1: Bummer has, Man Battle since... crossover
0: show. <laughs> Jesus. He's apparently been doing stuff since the 80s, so he's been in the industry but for a also, long time. But also, I don't I'll... think
3: I've seen a single credit from him in the last 10 years. Yeah, like, nothing recently. Like,
0: I kind of have this mental image of like Mizukami <laughs> met this guy at a bar somewhere like, and just dragging him out of semi-retirement, but... So um, it's going to be a masterpiece is what you're saying So, so I, I think at best it's a bit of a wild card Let's say um, Wasn't, yeah. far Wasn't there the a directing? rumor
2: going around About an attached studio uh, What
3: what studio was rumored
2: Nippon um, Animation which yeah. is one
1: of those Super old studios
3: Oh man that would be I don't look It's not that astu- Sorry go ahead
0: yeah, I mean the rumors are, you know, until they say what happens, who knows. Yeah. But the as I think it's a positive that Mizukami does seem to be directly involved. He's the he's yeah. the main series composition mm-hmm. on it. So it's not like you know, sometimes you get the anime made and the original creator doesn't want the anime made. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. just wants nothing to do with it. So and, and I mean, the announcement came from Mizukami himself, right? Like, originally, so, like, he's so, involved yeah. with it, which I think is a positive. But other than I'm, that, you know, it's I, hard I to say. I,
2: I'm trying not to be, like, too wound up about the studio choice because I think, you know, increasingly in the modern mode of anime production, unless you are a very specialized boutique studio like Science Saru or something... Um, a lot of the key work is done by freelancers, anyway. If that makes sense, so you know, it would be nice to have a name on it, but I'm not going to lose my mind until I, you know, until we actually get a chance to see footage. Yeah. Well, I, I think don't there's make, I there's my hopes in
3: general. Yeah, what Eero said.
0: Yeah, um, I'm trying to be balanced about my expectations of. You know, uh-huh. we really just don't have a lot of information. But, I mean, the reality of... it's To your point, Zig, I think when you get a well-known studio, there's a certain comfort level. Right, of course, yes. <laughs> Whereas, uh, you know, if it's a new studio or one that hasn't done a lot of work, it's a much yeah, bigger I mean... wild card and harder. And typically, it's rare for those to be, like, outstanding, I think. Right, I mean,
3: better or worse, I think it's just a thing of, like, I think it's entirely possible that, like, whatever studio ends up working on this, that, ah, yes, the magical scenario happens where they hire, you know, all the best freelancers to work on it, right? Oh, you know, hey, 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 Unipon's here or something, (laughs) right? But, like, I think it's just, like, you know, to a certain extent, you know, it's not necessarily wrong to, like, look at the staff attached to something and make some educated excuses, No, uses, no, of course right? no. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, Look, like, if, if if Mappa says, hey, we're throwing Sungho Park at this, <laughs> y- you know that, like, alright, well can there's expect going to be certain, certain things. Yeah. Right, there's going to be some good yeah. horse drifting and, in this year. And family.
2: that, you know, I wasn't trying to downplay the contribution of individual staff members, obviously. You know, I think the core staff is still very important to a show. You know, I, I will say that I think a lot of the high-profile studios are increasingly focused on their own original work, and they're not necessarily up for hire in the way they... They used to be so much, you know. I think that's a, a gap that has been filled by studios like Wit. Oh, and, I, and I, I'm and not
0: expecting that, that yeah. we're going to hear that this is being made by any of the big game oh, studios. No, no, not at all. Because I feel like if that were the case, they would have put that on the headline. They would have the put that, yeah. Like reference. if you so, have like
2: Madhouse or whoever, you put that front and center, right?
0: Yeah, or any, even even like, you know. A1 pictures or something like that. Yeah, I was literally about that that to say, you could, could be fucking... <laughs> I was also going to say A1. like, yeah, A1 we're all,
3: would still be higher
0: profile <laughs> Yeah, we're all, we're all, yeah, on the same page on that, so... um uh, I, I We'll say... have to see what happens. I mean, I'm not, I'm with you guys where I'm not, like, super optimistic that this is going to be an amazing adaptation. And I think, in a way, anything is going to be a little disappointing because of we all had that vision that we wanted. Um, Look, we all
3: read Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer when we were, like teens late teens young adults like
0: well kids. you guys did <laughs> i yeah, was like fine, 30 whatever <laughs> Fine, fine. My,
3: my point is that like it was a seminal work right like and i think it sits in all of our hearts like to varying degrees because of that so you know i think yeah regardless i think we're all probably going to at least check it out right i mean it's just of course yeah yeah okay as as a, as a side note here um technically Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer does not win the award for uh, longest. It's taken a manga to get an ad- anime adaptation because we have oh, at yeah. least the close of uh, *Parasite*, yeah, which, uh, air, which first was, pul- was first published in 1988, and got its an a- anime in 2014. Yeah, that, it was there are definitely too.
2: longer, uh, yeah, longer weeks. So
3: it can't it can happen. It that was madness.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I think the parasite anime had like a
0: name. She
3: it was, was Madhouse. Yeah. Well. yeah, it was Madhouse. So like you know, it can be. La- last,
0: last thing I want to say on this, we we all know they're not getting the pillows, right? But <sighs> if they could license <sighs> yeah. one song for the OP, biscuit hammer,
1: w- right? Like biscuit hammer. See, yeah.
0: I think that's. I I don't I don't think they should. I think that's too obvious. I don't think they should do that. Oh, yeah,
1: what, you, you what, saying you want, Blues Drive Monster? Or, I was thinking, you want Blues Drive
3: Monster, then, yeah.
2: No, I I say you just, uh, you license ride on Shooting Star, make it the
0: opening, and just troll <laughs> everyone. All right. Oh, that'd be I, so good. I'm oh, going yeah. to I'm going to recommend, there's a song called Your Order by The Pillows. Look that up. Okay. That should be the OP. I'll have to look yeah. that up, because it's I, not
3: coming to mind immediately. But.
0: Um, I remember, shout out, because I think it got taken down, shout out to whoever put on YouTube... They actually use biscuit hammer for the thumbnail for that song, and I was like, "Oh wait, this would be ah. perfect." Uh, <laughs> there um, was a there th- was a
1: bit of that going on in the early
0: 2010s. Yeah, People... <laughs> I think that would be the perfect OP. So go, everybody, go I look feel that like...
1: one up. When it comes
2: to my Pillow's knowledge, like, there is little busters, and then there is a huge chasm, and then there's everything else, so I'm not Yeah, I know a lot of people there.
0: outside of the, like, the fully Cooly soundtrack are gonna not really know a whole lot, but yeah, um, I'm, I'm just worried. gonna recommend that one song, so... Alright, let's okay. keep moving. We got a lot to talk about. We got, we got um, actual anime to talk about here. Yeah, there there was one new thing that came up. Well, there's going to be several new things, but one new anime that came up, uh, the Orbital Children, uh, which I still don't fully understand what's happening. Is it three episodes that are now available on Netflix, and it's going to be six episodes total?
1: It's six it's, episodes it's, currently on Netflix. I think there, the whole okay. thing is another... on
2: Netflix. No, the, I think it's the whole thing that's what I'm Netflix.
0: saying.
1: What I'm what I'm saying is there will be a part two soon that will also be on netflix
2: no out, not i, I out think yet. that i think that it is all on netflix
3: well isn't are they doing two movies so how many yes. six episodes that's like what
2: the episodes are longer than
1: regulation length
3: right so i guess it's like what 40 part about, 2
1: about... part 2 is scheduled for february 11th is what i'm saying.
3: okay well
0: so, point is, it's not a regular format. Right. Yes. Are you
3: are, you are
1: you are have... you saying that the six episodes include both part one and part two, Zig? Yes, that's what I'm saying.
3: I mean, the fact that we're having have this we discuss confirmed that or how confusing Netflix's handling of anime uh, broadcasting has become? Yeah. Point is, it's
0: it's not a traditional TV length no series per it, se, but it's basically an OVI, as we used to know. Sure. Them, right. You know. Yes. So, just bearing that in mind. Uh, format wise but i'm not sure how much that even matters um why don't you guys tell me what it's about because i don't know anything about this but you said it was pretty good
3: yeah um
0: so uh just to provide some backstory first if
2: that's okay g um this is like there's been some kind of like low level buzz about this because it's from uh mitsuo iso the director of deno coil which mm-hmm. I have not seen, but, you know, reliably is often listed as one of the great underrated anime of, like, the 2000s. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's also got uh, character designs by uh, Kanichi Yoshida, you know, uh, designer of uh, cult Glorio favorite Gundam, Reconquista, and G, and yes. also Eureka 7 and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um, So you know, it's quite a quite a high-powered, high prestige production, and of course, you know, it's got Netflix behind it as well. There, you know, so um, it's it's been it's been generating some buzz. You know,
0: what's like the the one sentence plot summary? Like, what's it about?
3: I guess kids get stranded on a space station. Like something goes wrong on a space station, yeah, and a bunch of kids have to band together and use their ingenuity and their teamwork to, you know, basically survive the situation. Okay, uh, we've only watched one have episode. There've
0: there been several anime with that concept. Yes, actually, so I was about of, to say yeah.
3: this reminded me a lot of the anime that aired a couple years back that uh, I don't remember its localized title, but it was a uh, Kanata no Astra.
1: Astro Lost in
3: Space. Yes, Yes. Astro Lost in Space that aired, what, 2019? And similar premise of, like, Teens in Space. uh, I found that one I really did not like. um, I thought the characters
2: were insufferable. Whereas
3: Um... I think that Orbital Children, like, right out the gate... Is like doing a lot more to win me over on both the like world building and the like character building aspects. Like I will,
2: I will say on the sliding scale, this is a fairly hard sci-fi show by is, anime standards. This
3: is some planetes shit right here. Yeah. This is my like as as the, as the resident planetes uh, uh, stand defender, whatever you want to call me. Uh, it was pretty pleasant watching this anime. Uh, you know, like it's it's definitely. It's 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 definitely that like near future style of like space science fiction. You know, uh, like there's there's a lot of emphasis on like the technology that goes behind how they've gotten to space. You know, a lot of the you know there's a lot of talks of like just you know the the space station itself is is funded by uh, their fictional Google corporation called Deagle, which <laughs> uh, I just, so is as...
2: everything else as well. Uh... <laughs> yes.
3: Is the, is the implication, right, is that everything in this world seems to be run by this, like, singular corporation. You know, there's talks of, like, how all AI in the modern day of, of the setting of the anime uh, specifically are, are specifically shackled AI. They have right. cognitive uh, restrictions because Due to of, the Lunatic
1: 7 incident.
3: Yes, there, the implication is that there was an AI called 7 who uh, did something back in the day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, You know, we are now on AI-12, so that tells you that, like, there has been a passage of time. You know, there is a generational passing it for the torch Uh of, like, you know, the way technology has developed.
1: People have books that are about, like, the Gospel of Seven or something.
2: Yeah, Yeah, the the
3: poetry of Seven. I'll I'll
1: say a
2: little bit more about that after G's finished with the first episode, but...
3: But, yeah, I just think, like, in general, I think it does a really good job of, like, doing the thing that I think a lot of good, hard sci-fi space fiction does of A, space is really cool, B, space is terrifying, and maybe right. mankind was not meant to live here. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, like, that's like, the big thing with the, with the hard sci-fi take on space is where space is very dangerous. <laughs> yes. Like, like you just, should not, just, not be like, Just here. like
3: on the world-building angle, like, I really love is, like, they talk about one of the main characters, uh, his name is Toya, and mm-hmm. he is specifically framed as, like, the last child born on the moon. And the implication is that we now... that is that mankind has a, has a colony on Mars. So the two primary places mankind now resides are Earth and Mars. And the fact that Toyo was the last child born on the moon... Almost lends this credence to this idea that like... Oh, like was the moon a way station? Like a temporary point, you know... On the way to, you know, colonizing Mars. And now this kid is like this weird, like right sort of left behind relic of a bygone era he's uh,
2: an important facet of his character is that he's never been to earth he has grown up in space and he hates earth in fact
3: yeah and and then that leads to what i think is the good character building of the story is like i think it is so difficult to write a character that is like intent intentionally unlikable right because i feel like (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. If you write a character I, I... that's not likable, then they just become not likable. Whereas, like Toya is like written really well to be just like he's a brat, right? He's a kid, and so he says dumb shit, right? He's out here fucking quoting Char Aznable about how we should drop an asteroid, <laughs> on Earth, you know? And it's like you know that he doesn't actually mean it because he's just a dumb kid, right? Yeah, so, they, like... they
2: they really well walk the line between like mm. oh he's like he's kind of aggressive and snappy and like unpleasant. But you don't get the impression he's a bad person. He's just kind right. of, as G said, he's just bratty and, and, like, has the run of this space station and he's very smart. And rather than, like, using that to make him completely unlikable, you just sort of think, ah, you little shit, come here. You yeah, know? exactly. Um,
3: and, like, I think even the other characters that they've introduced, at least in the first episode, like, have just enough going for them right now that, like... Mm-hmm. Iro, how did you put it? Like it's, it's like it's not that they're, you know, it's not that these characters are like oh, completely original, never been done before. But you said there was like, um,
1: it's like there's just a, like specificity to them that it stands out. I guess that I... you get it, you get a like feeling for these characters, right? That they feel
3: I... more like characters rather than just like archetypes.
2: I think it it does a very difficult thing, which is they are believably childish, yes. which is you know because we're not talking like little little kids here most of them are like tweens Teens, and stuff yeah. but but you know like that they they feel like young people in sort of the way that they are um flighty and like they bounce back quickly and and all that stuff and it just lends a very charming atmosphere yeah. to it when, um i when... also I just also want to point out that, like, there is fantastic character animation, just like oh, the yeah, way it's... they the way they have the little quirks and ticks and, like, everybody has, just the way, like, great body language, which really sells their personality, you know, like, a good part of this first episode takes place in zero or reduced gravity, and there's some wonderful, like, flailing and, yeah. you know, <laughs> spinning and tripping and all that kind of stuff, you know, and it just brings out so much life in the designs. Totally.
3: I think that, like, yeah, like, it's, like, the world building, the technology, the character animation, I think it all comes together to create something that is, like, you know, and I think because of its hard sci-fi premise, create something that feels very believable. It feels very human, in -hmm. spite of, like, it's very, like, you know, sort of high-minded science fiction setting. Uh, I I, want to give a shout-out to, like, I, I think, like, one reason why the character building is working so well for me is, like you have the kids acting like kids right and you they are juxtaposed against the adults who are still stationed on the space station right. trying to like figure out what's going on right like there's a there's a segment in the first episode where like an unidentified object is approaching the space station and their ai like who usually handles all the like automatic trajectory and, you know like it goes down stuff, yeah goes down so like you know the captain is like literally like hey like pull out your calculator and like do the goddamn <laughs> math to figure out like how do we intercept the trajectory of this object right mm-hmm. and like so like you know they're they're shooting out their like interception like drone or whatever that's meant to like catch like space debris and like you know they've informed the crew you know they they've, they've informed infor- the, the 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 passengers hey uh, something's happening in the station you know, please, like, fasten seat belts. please fasten your seatbelts. Please fasten your seatbelts, right? And the kids are doing the things kids do of like, oh, whoa, we might die. Oh man, we might be obliterated into space dust, right? Because yeah, kids are flighty and kind of Can't wait stupid. to
1: stream this meteorite crashing into right, right. the, the like, shuttle. Yeah, the, like, uh,
2: <laughs> the girl Mina who wants yeah. to stream everything is a very good joke that they keep like, yeah, yeah. uh, doing.
3: Like, like she starts recording an offline video that she's going to upload as a vod to her Twitch channel later you know
1: right
2: <laughs> like yeah
3: and and it's really juxtaposed it's it's really well juxtaposed against these adults who are fucking sweating their minds out because they're like <laughs> right man i
0: really <laughs> if hope I move a decimal the point right the wrong right way we are all dead. right exactly yeah. right
2: it's it's I, really um, well done it, i also want to shout out one of the better action set pieces i've seen Uh, in a show recently which is like the the like last quarter of the episode say is a chase down an enormous inflatable arm of the station which gradually goes from horizontal to vertical but because you know there's reduced gravity that's not necessarily a problem and it's just got tremendous momentum it's got fantastic sort of you know like i said that kind of like twitchy like head over heels energy to it you know, like, two characters are being chased down the side. The rest of them are following in an elevator. And, you know, there's there's a great sense of speed. There's a great sense of physicality. Yeah. There's some fun visual gags. You know, it's just a pleasure to look at. Yeah, totally.
0: All right. I, I do think like we're going everybody... to have
3: yeah, Go ahead.
0: Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, well, I... Just,
3: I, I, I do like that everybody in this anime has their own personal uh, Matsumoto slash uh, pod. <laughs> You know, he's right, yeah, walking yeah. around with a floating AI pod and, like, part of that action set piece is, like, this, like... The the AI equivalent of a running dogfight or, like, a running gunfight through this... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're just flashing data at each other. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? And it's communicated as, like... When one AI, like, throws a wave of its, like, garbage data at the other, it's represented as, like, its color of data is, like, showing up on, like, screens around the area, right? So, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, a wave of blue screens lighting up as it, like, travels across the station, and it runs into, like, the red wave of data. It's <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. I, I, I can appreciate those sorts of just... Uh... Look, um, we, we're just going to visualise this because it's going to look cooler, cooler yeah. this way. Uh, just we're before gonna, we wrap up, I yeah, uh, up, I actually
2: did... On. Yeah, yeah, but just quickly, I actually did watch episode two okay. as well, and um, I think it, it does a decent shift into, you know, a much more tight tense show. It becomes much more about interpersonal relationships, you know, I mean, it's very clear that the main relationship is going to be uh, Toya and, um, oh god, what's his name? The, uh, Cop kid, the, the yeah, the the, the narc, Tyo, um, Tio, Tio <laughs> is his name. Like they have a good kind of like, uh, like spiky, but we have to work together thing. You know, um, we get a little bit like, like uh, we get a little bit more insight into what makes the space kids special, and and you know some of the lunatic seven stuff, and there's also some new type shit. Oh
3: man. I mean look, uh, that kid was already talking about uh, how mankind I don't know if that's not good live or on Earth. So
2: it means that weird space magic seems to be happening. Sure, okay. So yeah. um like I don't know where that's going, but like they they really like they really do a good job of shifting like visually and storytelling wise into like this very tense like they're hunting for oxygen and hiding in shelters and trying to get normal suits and all that stuff, and it's uh, it's it's a very good you know sh- shift in tone and mood, and so I'm very excited to see where they go with it from there. All right, but yeah, definitely recommended. I th- thought yeah. thought
0: it was great. So we got more of that to watch. I'm sure we can uh, catch up once you guys have seen yeah. uh, more yeah, of it. Absolutely, and maybe by next time we'll figure out how much of it is actually left but anyway let's move on um I'm amazed this
3: one's still on the list jill
0: oh it's still on here <laughs> let's I, I i'm gonna get my moment here let's talk about life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated into a total fantasy knockout which uh i have learned the abbreviation is Fabiniku, niku mm-hmm. so that is much easier to say um if you recall this is the one with the 230 something guys that get isekai'd and one of them gets turned into a girl uh-huh. Um, which I thought was gonna be awful, and turned out to be okay in the first episode, and yeah, I am happy to okay. report, yes, after three episodes, it actually got better. <laughs> wow! Cool. Uh, to where i I actually really like what's going on here. Um, it is definitely they're 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 using the fantasy elements to lean into the dirtbag comedy angle. So, sure. like one of the big. Threads in the first couple episodes is they've accidentally killed a forest god, well, and okay, um this absolutely this... sounds like a show you would be super into. I've got yes, to so they accidentally kill a forest god, and like this pisses off the elves, and like the head elf is trying to kill them, and through roundabout reasons they somehow accidentally she ends up accidentally eating the meat of the god or god or something like that okay it's something like like real like black humor type of uh things going on uh so so it's been pretty funny but i think um the most important thing that happened was in episode three they actually have a serious moment where they address you know the 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 potential gender issues that have had me worried about this whole thing um and they actually have so like the, the 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 guy that got turned into a girl at, at present he's still referring to himself as a man, but um, there's things he likes about being a man and things he doesn't like and there's things he likes about being a woman and things he doesn't like. Um, and he's kind of conflicted about this and he, they, he actually had they actually have a serious moment where he kind of is questioning strangely poetically actually you know what is gender anyway basically and his friend is just like you know i i think you know whatever you feel is right is the right thing to do and it's not played as a joke or anything like this is like an actual serious like kind of nice moment between the the two of them and i think that was important for me because like i said in the first episode like they're walking such a tight line (laughs) where they go one way or the other things go really badly and Mm. I think, you know, even if they don't really seriously address that topic any further, it's just the fact that the writer, the writer's kind of a- aware of, you know, the areas that they're going into, and I think they have their heart in the right place on it, was kind of nice to hear, and is it makes me feel a little bit better about what we're going to see moving forward. I'm still very cautious <laughs> about that, but... Um, I've I've I mean, been kind of reading. Cool
3: to, it's cool to watch an anime that you know you're you're feeling on the tightrope about, and to see it at least so far, the right thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah.
2: I think like it it has to have already exceeded expectations in terms of how you would handle Absolutely. this subject matter because like when you tell me that premise, I instantly think of like the worst possible outcome. Yes. So. <laughs>
0: Like I said, I was loading my gun when I was getting ready to preview this. Like, I was just tearing this thing to shreds, and it has completely reversed itself to where, um, you know, yes, it is the sort of, like, lovable dirtbag comedy that I absolutely love, but also it's not being transphobic and homophobic, or at least not that much, I don't think. So that's... yay? Good job. Hooray for low low bars, I guess, but... Hooray, not as bad um, as you could have been... Yeah, um I I'm, I'm enjoying it, so I'll I'll be sticking with it for now. Um let's move on to the other new show that we're still watching, uh Visco. Yeah. yeah. Uh we've we've seen 3 episodes of this. For, before we get into anything, let me just say the OP is amazing.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the,
0: the the now Very that we've seen OP. the full animation and everything. Shout out to Juno still getting work out there. Yep. Um so, that and I would say, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I think episode two was an improvement. I not so much episode three because we were like, in the first episode, we're like, yeah, like the the general concept is good, but it's just like lacking some kind of like energy right. or punch or something to it. Right. And episode two had like some really kind of fun, crazy action stuff with like the like the hippos with guns mounted on them and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that like cavalry, yeah yeah and then i feel like we kind of lost a little bit of that in episode three where it was kind of i i I I, I, your... I I feel like they are kind of they're not they're throwing a lot of this random stuff out there and not like having a reason tying it all together there's no like i don't, I don't feel like there's like a consistency to it or something I don't know. I'm still I, I trying to work it, it out. From.
3: I, I think for me, like I'm still mostly on board with Subquibisco. Bisco. I think for me, it, ironically, like this is one of those shows where it's like it technically passes the three episode test for me, but more, <laughs> it's more like, all right, I see what you've used your three episodes for. Let's see where you go from here. Right. Because I think in a lot of ways, the first three episodes almost felt like Sabuque Bisco was like, almost kind of desperate to cl- crawl out of its opening, like, its, its opening, like, section, its premise. Mm-hmm. Like, it right. feels like it so desperately just wants to get these, you know, this party dynamic established, right? Have Bisco and Milo run into each other, set them up to work together and have, you know, send them off on their adventure. And, like, I think, I think in hindsight, now that I've watched these three episodes, and I, I feel like I'm not sure their choice for how they paced things out was the right play. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they
1: be the going back and forth stuff. Yeah, like
3: I think it was not a great choice for like making things like you know, easy to follow or even just like engaging. Yeah, like, they
0: made some really weird directorial choices where where they would jump like ev- like to things that happened like the day before, and then like right. back to what's happening now, yeah. and like so my I don't know if they were trying like, to be like cool and smart about that or something, but it was just, <laughs> it, it didn't really I don't think, help.
3: I think it's I don't think the experiment worked. Uh, for some context, I did I, I decided to like read up a little bit on on this like whole thing just to like be get better acquainted with what's going on here. My understanding is that the original novel or, or, or light novel or whatever Sabaku did does not have this structure. Like my understanding is that the actual light novel itself is like chapter one bisco chapter two milo chapter three they meet up right right like it's kind of like it it spends you know a chapter giving the viewpoint of each character before they run into each other and that the like a back and forth like pace the, the, the jumping back and forth in time and space that the anime does was specifically a choice on the director's part yeah and you know Like, I don't think a director should just, like, adapt a work one for one, you know? Like, obviously, I think you need to adapt a work for the medium. I don't think the director did a great job of that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't feel like there was any benefit to doing that. Like, I don't think it added anything or just made things... Do you feel
2: that, like, the direction is actively harming the story in that case? Or is it just a case of, you know, nothing... I mean, it made it a little
0: more confusing to follow what was going on so i mean I in guess some ways to tell
3: because apparently the director literally came out like and made a press like release statement saying that <laughs> after these episodes they would be returning to a more normal <laughs> uh wow portrayal right. of events so apparently they are aware of what they've been hearing from people about this anime <laughs> wow um so, you know, hearing that has me going, well, I really like the premise, I like the setting, I like the aesthetics and the style, and I, I even kind of like the characters too, you know? Like, Bisco, you initially assume he's going to be like, you know, your hot-blooded idiot hero, right? But like, you know, he's more like, he's kind of more just like a more angry Vash the Stampede of like, he really, really just wants to spread the good word of mushrooms, and everyone <laughs> keeps shooting him. <laughs> and he's really sick and tired of being shot at. Yeah, he just wants to share his mushrooms with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and so like I'm fine. You know, again, I I kind of like that. I guess the question uh, is now that they're going to return to a more conventional storytelling style. Yeah, you know, like where's it, where's it going to go from here? Exactly.
0: I don't know if um, on a, I don't know if it's just my pandemic brain talking, but also the. The whole concept of this show with, like, a global pandemic uh, destroying the population thanks to misinformation is Uh uh, (laughs) (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. kind of an
0: interesting angle to take. There was, like, a scene in the first episode that was, like, very, like... felt very, like, uh, ripped from uh, reality where where I, I forget they were, like, getting... Or if they were getting vaccinated or something like that I don't remember what it was now I've, i forgot to bring it up when we were first talking about it but i, I do feel like some of the, the some of the ideas they're going for feel strangely relevant here but um hmm. but yeah i it's just that there there are some like cool parts and style to it but like I, I i'm yet to seeing it like really come together and maybe that was just the randomness of how they were directing it or whatever maybe now if we get a more focused like I feel like this should be like some kind of like Buddy journey story I, with right. them if going we, somewhere, right? I
3: think I think what is going to like make Sabaku Bisco work or not is like it's obvious they're going to be put, be putting together a party, right? This is very obviously mm-hmm. a JRPG party right. in the making, right? Like, right. Sh- shady pink haired girl is going to join the old man and the and the and the, and the cool lady are going to come back eventually, right? Like yeah. this is like clearly going to be set up like that, and so then I think what is going to make or break this show is how good that dynamic becomes like yeah cuz like i i enjoy the zany world building the crazy shit the cool slug planes and all that stuff but like i think what's really going to sell it is like how how well do the characters work with each other in response to this really intensely bizarre uh setting they they reside in
0: yeah yep well uh once again i mean we're kind of left in the same spot where of uh yeah. There's potential here, but I don't know. We'll see. Great OP yeah. though. <laughs> Great OP though. Can't argue with that. If it wasn't for ranking of kings, that would be the best OP this season. Yes. <laughs> uh, but all right. Let's take a break from well, not totally anime, but late night anime. <laughs> let's put it that way. Sure. And let's let's uh let's have our Saturday morning kids time, superhero time here.
1: Oh, superhero time.
0: And uh with with Iroh and Zig on, we're gonna catch up with uh all the kids shows, I guess. Yeah, I <laughs> so guess so. I'll have to. So, it, so we got a couple things listed here. Is there uh, is the is this a new Common Rider? I don't remember. It's been running for a or... while now. Okay, yeah, uh, well, yeah, we're yeah about it's, it's coming back three, three to months or
2: in, so. Yeah. Okay. So this Common yeah. Rider um, Revice? Revice. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. It's. So the last couple of Common Rider shows have done this really weird thing where like the first, like, 15 or 20 episodes are kind of an anti piece, like an entire plot in miniature, and only after that, the real plot starts going, and they've kind of done it again here, where, mm-hmm. like, the premise of the show basically fundamentally changes about a third of the way in. And it's very odd, and it feels so weird and disconnected. Yeah. And, um... I think the is a case of there are individual bits and pieces which are good and fun and stuff, but it, it's really kind of a mess overall. Like they can't really pull it together and and the net result is just it, it it's kind of going nowhere fast. And yeah, I still f-
1: but I still feel like it's gotten better over time. Yes.
2: Despite but, that. <laughs> the last couple of episodes have been some of the best in in the run so far, which is encouraging. Obviously, you know, I think just also, we always want to see twenty
1: episodes in. Like,
2: yeah, like it's that's <laughs> the problem. The timescale is so large right. here that it. I it, promise it, you, if you
0: to past the first twenty episodes, get <laughs> right, it looks good. Exactly, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. a hard no. Hard believe sell. me, there
2: are plenty of people who have told me that that's about shows that I've written about in the past. But yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's just it feels very unfocused. It feels very like this feels like a a children's show written for children, you know, and that's not necessarily a burn on it because, of course, it is, but, like, there's not really much ambition to do more beyond the basic minimum here. And, right. You know, I think, you know, children do have quality meters and, and I think that, you know, this isn't one of the best of those shows out there. You know, it's still miles ahead of last year where, like, the entire thing was just on fire and sinking, but, <laughs> but you know, there's it, it feels rough, incomplete, you know.
0: But it's getting better, you're saying, so maybe there's, yeah. maybe that's a positive. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> well, high that's praise a lot better than a lot, some for, of the other uh, common uh, Riders you have yeah, yeah, we, we've got rider. a grade on a curve here, you know. Yeah, yeah. all right. What about uh, how's Super Sentai going here? What's what's the what's this one? Uh, Zenkaiser, Zenkaiser,
1: which is have we
0: talked about this one before? Yes, we yeah. are almost done okay. with this, this one. There's like the two episodes
1: left. Placed anniversary one, right, 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 right. Which has I would argue goofier monsters than normal.
2: Yeah, like, there's been almost no pretense that this is anything other than a comedy. Like, they are playing it as a straight-up comedy show at
1: this point. Although, like, it will solve its, like, drama bomb episodes, where, in the context of the plot, very important things are happening. Like, you you might have to kill your father, who has been brainwashed by the baddies, but next episode, it's time for the, the, the Katatsu monster! That shoots you with a beam that traps you under Katatsu.
0: That bastard. It, is this the one where they recreated that like yes one famous death scene from yes yes still, still like, the oh, or something outstanding
2: that might be
1: in it. yeah oh. still the best part uh, yeah um
2: <laughs> it's it's very I'm I'm having great fun with it but like it's shallow as a puddle. You know, like right, even right. by Super Sentai standards, which is not exactly a bastion of like deep and meaningful plotting. You know, it, it's basically a series of extended goofy sketches, which is fine. You know, like it's it's great fun to watch, but um, you know they're they're kind of having their chickens come home to roost now because like with the last few episodes on the horizon, there actually has to be some sort of plot happening, and they they just haven't really been able to do that. You know. Instead, we have like a noodle monster who makes people like soba or udon, and then they fight each other to like decide whether soba or udon is better. And then they defeat him by dropping a meatball on him and claiming he's now pasta. So they all gang up on him. So, uh... <laughs> so it's a spot you know, fest, high basically. drama. Uh-huh. Yeah, basically. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. like um- that, that's the thing. You know, like it's re- it's very good in the like limited. uh Thing that it is trying yeah. to be It's just not anything more than that you know.
0: All right Alright yeah. uh, D- Digimon Ghost Game We have not talked about in a long time Yeah uh, the Spooky Digimon
1: I think It's been going uh, alright I think uh, it, I'm surprised We're like what 14 15 episodes in 14 15 episodes in?
0: In. I am <laughs>
1: surprised it has kept its theming This long cause Pretty consistently <laughs> Of like Of like Vaguely horror ghosty Theme stuff You know it's There's some Digimon causing Vaguely horror-ish problems And uh we have to figure out Who it is and then Punch them until they stop Generally
3: sure. I mean some Digimon are pretty creepy right? Yeah you know?
1: exactly And, they and they've been ru- pretty
0: good at leveraging that um, They haven't run out of uh, creepy Digimon yet No there's so many Digimon There's yeah. so many Digimon and there's so okay. many that are creeps <laughs>
1: Yeah
3: <laughs> not wrong like they Uh,
1: they they
2: did the thing that like most or like a good number of digimon shows do where like the cute main character goes sicko mode and has like an evil alter ego right and like that he killed a dude and all that (laughs) Uh, oh yeah yeah that was that episode
1: where the villain of the Uh, week was just an assassin digimon who was killing people (laughs) <laughs>
3: just
2: for fun he killed like 230 people before the episode you know, you remember he killed
1: 999 people and Wait, then what? after he killed his 1000th quarry and they're like why and Gamamon got so upset that his his friend got fucking killed that he went sick of mode oh okay. uh,
3: yeah and yeah it's just so was it like assassin mon It was was something dumb as hell.
2: Something like that. Agent 47 Mon. Mr. Worldwide. Uh... Um, But, like, I I think, like, the thing that's holding it back so far compared to, like, some of the better Digimon series is is that there's just not much of an overplot,
1: you know? Right.
2: It's still a very episodic like beat by beat show and that's fine ghost of the week you know yeah yeah exactly like and that's fine and that's good fun but like i think if it wants to take the next step and actually become like something that um you know that we can say is really interesting and and fun uh i i think i'd like a little bit more story and there are hints that they're sort of heading there you know i mean like there's like the, the aforementioned sicko mode pays off some foreshadowing and stuff like that. But we'll have to see because like the last couple of Digimon shows have been so like monster of the weekish almost exclusively that I'm I'm not necessarily sure that they will ever get like an actual plot cooking but but it, it's it's fun you know they are they are sticking to the bit and the bit is fun and like creepy and silly and mm-hmm. and you know i'm enjoying it a lot more than i thought
1: i would uh, I, I i've looked it up and it was seal's dramon like a navy seal uh, but oh, also a dragon so it's we... seals dramon e- e- also
2: he we... he killed people by throwing knives at them
3: Digimon's so one?
1: weird, man. I
2: Isn't I don't understand
3: 16. Ero, yeah. <laughs> like, you remember when we were just looking up like Digimon? No, he's and, like, got I a combat just... knife. Yeah, and we were specifically looking up like Tankmon and we were like, "What are we looking Oh called? yeah, like, yeah, he does digital military, to Tankmon uh, military theme
1: Digimon the, right? the, like, the, was, like, <laughs> the one who Commandramon is one who digivolves into Seals Dramon and Commandramon yeah, yeah. is looks like an Agumon with wearing Agumon digital with the, camo, holding a right. gun.
3: Hold a, yes, <laughs> that's the one I was thinking of. Right? I was like, that's just that's just an M sixteen. Like that's just honestly, like <laughs> the
2: best Digimon <laughs> just, are the ones who look like you sketched just, them in the back of your like eighth grade. There uh, he is. Like.
3: Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's the one I was talking about, right?
2: Like, oh my
3: uh, god! Like, no, no, yeah, that's just a that's just a dinosaur that's just, with they, a gun. It's just
2: a cartoon that's, dinosaur that's, with an M sixteen.
3: Agumon, they just gave like just if, 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 if it's like what's what's Agumon's pre evolved form called? Coromon. Uh, uh, Coromon. It's like if, if, it's like instead of it's if Coromon was 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 wasn't raised with like love and friendship, but was instead raised by like you know the fucking e- on NRA pamphlets or something, <laughs> and it becomes Commandramon.
2: Uh I oh, remember man. that. Do you remember that, gu- from, <laughs> do you remember that Digimon? Do you remember that Digimon for Matt monsters who is literally just guns? He has a gun for a head, he has a gun for
1: arms, he has guns for legs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean it's, that's the, uh, that, is, that is the enduring joke about Digimon is it's Pokémon with guns. <laughs> and they power up, like, and you put some fucking guns on them.
3: Like, dude, I'm telling you, I look at this picture, man, Mon definitely is part of what he calls a quote-unquote militia. <laughs> like, he definitely yeah. has what he calls a compound out in, like, on, t- like, 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 like fucking Kansas or some shit, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I, well. I mean,
2: as, as I just said, I think the more, like, tunibio, <laughs> the Digimon designs are, the better
0: they are by definition. <laughs> so, like, you know, well, I'm completely okay with this. Di- Dinosaurs with M16s that might be the episode title. Um sure. <laughs> All right. Um and then finally let's talk about Tropical Rouge Precure.
2: Yeah, which... um Aqua and I have been watching this. Um, I know, yes. It's, you guys It literally uh, the that. final episode actually aired today. Um oh. so oh, okay. Uh that that thing is done. Um really funny fact uh those shows like super sentai do because they are spiritually sentai shows um always have like a little bit at the end where like the heroine of the current show hands off to the heroine of the new show but crunchyroll cut it out because they don't
0: have the license for the next show oh that's pretty that's, pretty <laughs> uh, that's all right oh um, weird licensing up. things are great yeah um, like
2: i i get the impression that like Serious Precure fans um, have not particularly enjoyed this one because it has not had an abundance of like the weirdly high quality animation that Precure has, like, has like that weird side audience of like hardcore Sakuga heads who get really into the fighting. Like, there's not been a huge amount of that, but like, it's been super goofy and fun and like it's got a lovely ambiance because it's all like palm trees and beaches and. Mermaid. i have seen some shit. pretty funny out of
0: context yeah. gifts from it. Uh, it has
2: got like it's got the world's most useless set of bad guys. We're talking like <laughs> Team Rocket levels of competence here. Like of course. the heroines are all complete idiots. It's it's just a really fun, cute, goofy time, you know. And I've right. I've really enjoyed it. You know, it, it it's really Really good, kind of like car- a cartoon ass cartoon, and I've been into that. And yes, there have very occasionally been like insanely good animation sequences that pop up now and again, which is like, oh right, occasionally Toei gets like the good crew on this. Right. Okay, that's been running for a long time, hasn't it? That I mean, like all of these shows are year long. I mean, they shows, all run for so, yep, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. When we're comparing to what we're normally watching, which are like twelve to twenty-four episode series, these are all forty-five shows Yeah,
2: yeah, forty-five, forty-six, that kind of thing. You yeah. Know? So it's generally a full calendar year minus like a few preemptions for like Golden Week or major sports events or stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like it—it's—it has not been the worst that like the Thai Power Hour has been uh, in the recent past. So I think that's a cautious thumbs up there.
0: Yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, let's, uh, I guess, move back on to anime and some of the ongoing shows that uh, we can now catch up with. Uh, Somehow we have, and I guess speaking of very long running series, somehow we have not talked about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6. Stone yeah. Ocean. It's just, I think I, I was, I mean, that's kind of indicative
2: was, of how it came and went in public consciousness. That's Netflix, yeah, baby. It, thanks, yeah. Netflix.
3: It's almost like JoJo's enduring cultural like legacy was thanks to it being a weekly show that people could talk about and speculate. <sighs> I, As so, opposed
0: to you getting uh, you know dumped into Netflix jail, which yeah, is basically yeah. what happened here, right? But um, uh, is, I want it's... to open this with a statement, which is: Is it The
2: second or third episode, Uh, minor spoilers here, by the way. Um, But the bit where uh, what's her name is playing with like the little bird, the budgerigar, and then it just Uh, like and then it sprouts human arms and takes its head off that is like the most flabbergasted I have ever been at anything that's ever happened. (laughs) So, you
3: know, look, we're talking about. Part 6 of the veritable JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, series. At this point, like it. I don't really know what there is to say that would like sell a person on JoJo. Like, the, look, you know what it is. Yeah. The, well, only this is, this is has,
2: the... the only thing that has ever come close is the bit in part 4 where Josuke unfolds that letter and an arm holding a gun comes out.
0: Which also <laughs> was
2: just like a,
0: a moment that destroyed my I, brain. I, I, I think say, this is... I, this is usually most noted as the the first one that has a, a female character starring it. Yes, in it, Jolene right?
3: Cujo, um, it is daughter. also daughter. It is also the first Jojo to take. Pl- no, no, wait, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Part two, of course. I was about yes. to say the first Jojo to take a part. A bit the United of part states. two took yes. place in the states. Uh, uh, hey, uh, a very important part where Joseph doesn't it, doesn't fired it take Coke place in Cap. Florida. Yes, part six. six letters, yes. In yeah. a lot of ways, it's perfect. I don't know if Araki meant it. I bet it was unintentional. <laughs> but in a lot of ways, like setting part six in Florida, like is perfect. Like in some ways, like yes, JoJo is the Florida man of anime. Like, yes, it's, absolutely,
0: it's, it's absolutely. Like, you
1: could say literally anything happened in JoJo, even if we were lying, and someone yeah, would be like, "Yeah." Like, okay. like in the in the
2: last episode, I saw like. Jolene used the awesome supernatural power of Stans to fling crocodile poop at a guard. Yeah, like... yeah
3: it's it's like, you know, I mean. <laughs> this one's really
2: weird, even by, <laughs> no, like, JoJo's No, standing. I love it's it, though. really I, weird. I'm, I'm having a really like... good
3: time with it because I think, you know, I think it's been said by many people that, like, one of Araki's greatest skills is, like, his ability to, like inject legitimate tension into the like strangest goofiest and like most mundane circumstances imaginable you know the latest episode that Iroh and I watched was about a high stakes game of catch Mm -hmm. you know just throwing (laughs) a ball back and forth between two people it's very important Like, one of the tensest moments in that whole like (laughs) episode is like they're running through the prison while playing this game of catch because if they stop playing catch, uh, the stand Marilyn Manson will rip their liver out. So Ooh. they have to keep playing catch, but recess uh, is over and the prisoners are closing the cells, but they have to keep playing catch. So they're running through the hallways playing catch. Run into and the
1: bathrooms. They
3: run into the bathroom and the, evil, the, 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 user, the, sta- the user of the stand turns off the lights and oh no, we have to play catch in the dark. <laughs> and it's like the fucking tensest moment in this whole show so far
2: <laughs> i i feel you know, like I mean, with every passing it. installment like it becomes a little bit more off the rails like <laughs> it less of a story and more just like <laughs> an insane series yeah. of vignettes I, but to be to be clear i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing no like, no it, it, I, I will
3: say i actually think i am so far, enjoying Part Six a fair bit more than I enjoyed Part Five. Yes, yeah, I'd agree. Like, I think right. I think Jolene like just works a lot better as a protagonist. Like she has that like, like you know I mean, I don't know I mean look we all know that like Jorno wasn't actually the protagonist of Part Five by the end of that it's... thing. No, no like, you
4: yeah.
3: You know I feel like Jolene like kind of brings back that protagonist energy, right? Like this is Jotaro Kujo's daughter. You know she's got that swagger, but she's also got that like. But also, you
1: she's know, kind of in over her head. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah.
3: And also, like,
2: setting it inside a prison is just such a great way to have, like, your requisite galaxy of grotesque weird. <laughs> yeah. That yes. You need for a yes, uh, JoJo. Very, and of it course, has, like, this, this
1: person, this fucking weird, would be here. It's a prison. Yeah.
2: Like, it, and it has, like, a great, like, grindhousey vibe to yeah, it as well. Totally. You know, like, all the, like, the bayou, the crocodiles, yes. the, uh, like, the shitty prison guards, you know, the, uh, Prison warden who talks to his puppet when he wants yeah. to address the. Uh, um... It's. <laughs> it's, just,
3: it's a lot, but it's 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 been it's been a lot of fun, you know. I think um, I don't know. If there's much more to say about it. it's JoJo, you know. Jojo. I think this point.
2: I think it has the most important thing which David production has brought to all of their JoJo adaptations, which is like the energy and the spontaneity to like. it it has that sort of like manic energy which is so important to like keeping keeping something this bizarre and twisted going like just (laughs) full stop non-throttle like i really i really think it's it's great you know and and like it has like i think it's got a way more compelling mystery than part five did as well you know because like the main the main bad guy, uh, whose stand is called White Snake, by the way, um, can incapacitate <laughs> yeah. people by pulling CDs out of their head, which yes, like has they, their soul in them or something. And it specifically
3: and, has like that fucking Sony CD font on it. Yeah, compact disc.
2: It's specifically like a mid two thousand CDR. Yeah, right.
1: So like, yeah, it's like the stand like punches them or whatever, and then. Just it's like a CD tray ejects out of their head and yes. they pull the disc out that has their soul. In. Also, I, I
2: want to specifically shout out the episode with the stand Highway to Hell, which is like one of the darkest and most fucked up implementations of the stand concept yet, which is uh, the 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 stand controller is like a manic depressive suicidal Madman, and like whenever he tries to commit suicide, the stand inflicts that pain on the target, and so like it's just a sequence of horrifyingly dark, like comedy suicide attempts that are. Yes, right. It's just and, a nightmare. Yeah, Hermes like... has
1: to be like, "Please, no, don't kill yourself, you want my panties? <laughs> <laughs> Will that stop you from from turning on the electricity?"
0: Yeah, uh,
2: right. It, it's does just um, so...
0: <laughs> does Netflix allow them to use the real stand names? No, no, of no. course not.
2: Like, okay, no, but like they're still saying like, you like can't they're changing the like, Japanese audio, baby. And, right.
3: Like, Manhattan no, when a person is shouting Foo Fighters at you. There is no way you can get around what that person is saying. Manhattan
0: transfer. Are are, are there are there any really good fake names? that they had to pull I off. I've, I've looked up some of them, yeah. and
1: they're not particularly interesting. Okay. There's no. no
3: Dan of Steel here. Um, I, my,
0: my favorite yeah. one is whatever, whatever, whatever they did price. replace. I don't remember what the actual replacement was, but the one for uh, Dirty Deeds Done Cheap. Yeah,
1: Filthy Axe yeah. yeah. at a Reasonable uh,
3: Price.
0: Yes, yes, that was my favorite <laughs> fake JoJo stand name. Yeah, no, the, um, the
3: new ones for parts 6 haven't been that great, so...
0: Yeah. All right, but, this, <laughs> but so Netflix just dumped the whole thing. Right? Twelve episodes. No, well, twelve episodes. Out. All right, well, I'm, I'm, one core. It's of gonna it, be four
1: cores, right. right? Yeah. Is it yeah, really gonna be four? That's what I
3: heard. Wow. I mean, even, I mean all the Jojos have. Part been four was long. three cores. Yeah. Part, part four was
2: three cores, and part yeah. five was also three, right? Or was it two?
1: I will have to investigate.
3: I feel like only pa-
2: only part three has been four cores so okay, far. So.
3: That tells you that... And, like, that
2: is the longest section of yeah. the mango as well, I believe. So,
3: Actually, I think part four might be longer than part three. They just compressed it a lot more. Fair. Okay, fair enough. Like, if you t- talking about like, technical page counting. Anyway, yeah, yeah.
2: But...
0: Yeah.
2: All right. But if, if it really is, like, if it really is going to be four core, then I guess that Netflix money goes a long way, huh? Sure, <clears throat> yeah.
3: Maybe. <laughs> <sighs> Well, all we'll right. look forward to seeing the rest of it, I don't know, six months from now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, oh,
2: um, so great opening. Fantastic. Oh, yeah, opening. they finally,
1: finally returned to the CG openings.
0: Yeah.
3: Yes, I, yes, it was It was good to have it back.
0: Indeed. JoJo remains always there for us. Uh, uh-huh. All right. Let's talk about Ranking of Kings. Let's um. Do... The ranking. I ha- All right. <laughs> I've had nothing negative to ever say about Ranking of Kings. I will say this.
3: Oh, here we go. Uh-oh. The turn.
0: <gasps> Are we getting a little too much... I'm feeling a little combat fatigued. <laughs> Does oh.
3: this... I was about to say, is this Ranking of Kings Namek? <laughs>
0: this is yeah. what... This Th- is. What there is, is a lot me- of... <laughs> um, there is a lot of standing around talking in your head in the middle of a the battle. There's a lot of compression. Like in just love. another seven minutes boji will explode yeah <laughs> oh man yeah and while i i mean i again i i love the show i don't want i like don't want to say anything bad about it i do think we're kind of hitting that point now that we're because we have I mean, like what are we four yeah, there's like
1: three or four groups running around and each one has to have their fight scene
0: All right. right. and
3: so it's like Like, a PS has been knocked unconscious for, like, two or three episodes straight at this point.
0: (laughs) Yes. And there's a lot of the, like, um, everyone's about to die, and the last minute somebody shows up to save them. Yeah. And then another person shows up to save them. So, I I I mean, like, I I, I feel like maybe in the first half of the show we were more balanced in distributing these things. And it's just something about having it nonstop four episodes of straight combat. Has been a little much. Um, it also but,
3: feels like to me that like they are like WIT is clearly saving their resources. So <laughs> like, it Like it, it's extremely obvious that like again I don't know anything about the source material but it's very obvious that Studio WIT there is something coming up ahead that Studio WIT feels like is so do, is going to be so like visually intense and they need to you, like
0: charge up. Do you think they're stalling yeah. for time rather than putting out something that looks subpar? Because it still looks great.
3: Uh, I'm not sure about that. I think it's more... Because here's the thing. I'm willing to bet all of of this is in the original source material, too, right? So maybe it is just a case of Studio Wits, like... You know, is this this like that Jujutsu Kaisen situation of, oh my god, they put six fights in a row in the manga (laughs) that we have to, like, do? Like, this is ridiculous, right?
0: Right. And... And, and and They're
3: just trying to make the best of it. But I do think that, like, overall... What's there or whatever, I think, like, Ranking of Kings still does a good job of maintaining the, like... Again, even if it's losing some of the technical polish it might have had earlier on, mm-hmm. I think it's still doing a good job of keeping the thematic elements like mostly intact. Right, I think. like Absolutely. you know when uh, Queen Healing and Boji like meet again for the first mm-hmm. time, like I think is a really well done moment. It's very warm. It's very heartfelt. Yeah, like Queen Healing, <laughs> like she 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 plays the part of a good mom, but, but by staying true to her character, right, of like the haughty queen right? But right. That, that's her way of trying to like instill a sense of confidence in Boji, right? Yeah. Like, like Boji, right. you gotta, like, stand up straight. Like, be proud of who you are, right? Like, it's... So good. It's, it's very well done. Um, and also, we got, uh... We got King yeah. Waluigi yeah. kicking dumbass in the nuts. Desha, so like... What a
1: good dumb bit. It's like, Desha's <laughs> yes. is here and we know he is the number two king. He is the yes. biggest badass present. Right. And... His fighting his <laughs> style is just him. I'm gonna mind game you Until I get close enough to kick you in the balls And then I win, motherfucker Yes, it's, <laughs> oh man
3: Like, Domas should've won that neutral Encounter, like really like He he should've been playing footsies better But he got into his own head mid-match And that's what let <laughs> I, Desha Close the distance <laughs> You
1: you fool, you kept your eyes on my large weapon What Really all I needed to do Was kick you in the balls <laughs> jumps off the cliff but, and yeah. uh, um, onto his head is like no my body is too powerful
3: i can't i can't <laughs> even yeah, but, it's, but it's it's also like the thing that like it's like they don't do such a good job of like like it's like legitimately like disturbing the way dumbass's body just crumples <laughs> when he jumps off the stairs and is it lands head first like his body just flops over oh, yeah. it's like and they hold it for just long enough that you're like
0: you're like, oh my god. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been real dark if he actually died there, to be right. honest. But uh um, but no,
3: I I, I <laughs> so there's still a lot of good moments. Uh yeah. I really hope that now that King Desha is is here that maybe they're gonna like start cranking it up. You know, this dude's got lightning hands and mm-hmm. the big club and his yeah. his dirty fighting style. <laughs> I uh
0: I, I I I I continue to be really like how multifaceted the characters are. Like King Desha's not like a hundred percent evil, but he definitely has his own like agenda jerk. here. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's kind of he's money. definitely a jerk. Yeah. But in a way, like it makes sense that going to defeat Moranjo is the right thing to do right now, <laughs> like... Right, because uh, I think they do
3: a good job of, like, framing that, like, you know, as we were kind of talking about last week, right, the implication is that uh, Desha also has legitimate beef with Moranjo because of something she may have done to his brother or son, uh, Oken It's not really made right. clear, right, he's, called, he's known as the prince, yeah. uh, right? I, I, knew, I initially assumed son, but then I realized that Despa is also called Prince Despa, and he's, you know, the brother, so... Right. I guess uh, hard, hard to say for sure, but... What is your rank yeah. if
1: you're the, uh, the the sibling of, of the king? Isn't that... I don't the actually person? know.
3: I, I don't actually know. Also, this is a fantasy story written by a 40-year-old Japanese yep. man. Yep, so good like... point. Who
1: cares shit?
3: <laughs> it's hard to say. <sighs> yeah. But, uh... Yeah, just really good. You know, it continues to be pretty solid, though, I think, like, you know, in spite of I think some of the some of the things you mentioned, I think, are totally legitimate, Jill. But, yeah, yeah.
0: I, 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 I feel like that. those are very, just for everyone knows, those are very minor criticisms. <laughs> like, sure. I love it. I still very much love this show. And, like, I was saying after last episode, they need to, like, these episodes fly by. Like, it's been so long, yeah. I feel like, since I've had... Uh, a show where the episodes fly by. I can't wait to watch it every week. And, like, totally. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know, I'm just on the edge of my seat the whole time and really loving it. I, I hope we get a little mix up. G- give us another, like, crazy flashback or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes, I, I want. Where we learn some, like, ridiculous thing about the lore of, you know, one of the characters <laughs> yes. or something. Right. That makes us get, go, just...
1: wait, no, stop. Hang on. What's going yeah,
0: on? Um, uh, I will say, I think, has Dorsh been replaced by the uh, the two-headed, formerly three-headed snake as the MVP of uh, no, 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 no. the series?
1: Fucking... I don't know,
3: man. Dorsh <laughs> suplexed the shit out of those demon dogs.
1: Dorsh um, having the gut, like, this dude was on death's door, had his eye ripped off, his foot torn apart. And, like, gets healed and just, like, <laughs> immediately makes a fake foot for himself so he could stand up. Right? Like, doesn't miss a fucking beat. Just like, know. oh, I don't have this foot anymore? Alright, give me that burlack sap. Burlack so sap. So, the most
3: really funny thing to me about Dorsh and all of the four knights now is that, like, all of the four knights have been clowned on in, like, really comical ways. Uh-huh. Yes. And so... Now the ranking of the four is, like, who still comes out looking the best despite having
0: <laughs> yeah. their asses kicked? Like, I mean, they've all basically died on that the one night, point, yeah. who, <laughs> right? That like, one
1: knight who's, like, in full plate but still throwing shuriken.
0: Like... Yeah, oh, yeah, yes,
3: the... the it's like Anne or something. Anne or something, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Very funny. Yes. Yeah. My... my <laughs> Close range ranged attacks in full plate <laughs> build. Yes.
0: That that does remind me, My one of my favorite bits was uh, finding out why healing was wearing that giant armor. Oh, yes, yes. She just had know, the, like, yeah. uh, juice boxes uh, <laughs> in there to keep her uh, <laughs> Got all those fueled for, for her healing. Yeah. Um, Also kind of realizing why maybe Miranjo wanted to kill her, because uh, that is a very handy skill. Hey, target um, the healer, uh-huh. of course. Yes, target the healer. That's basic, uh, Shoot basic medic. tactics. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So... All right, that show's still great. Nothing new there, but yep, uh, it's yeah. true. Let's um, we have not talked about Lupin the Third Part Six in a long time, but in a lot yeah. of ways I figure now is I'm
1: not sure. Not sure there's much to say. Much more now's to the say, time
0: so. to catch up. I guess if there's anything <laughs> of note that has happened, has I'd it? Has there been Has there been any, any other famous uh, detectives that have showed up?
3: No. no, they they've kind of abandoned that premise, honestly. Right now see, that was it's... the only thing
0: I was interested in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... It's,
3: it's like yeah. the second half is like it's like I think it's what it, it, like the, the the subtitle for this one is like witch versus gentleman thief. Yeah, and I think the premise is like, I mean, they say witch, but like I think the the premise of all of the episodes in the second half of Part Six have basically been about like a member of the Lupin crew crossing paths with like. An important woman in the life of these people, I guess, is how I would put it. hmm Like, and it's, I mean, I don't know, like, did we already talk about, I guess we didn't, but like, so, you know, like, I, I guess, uh, you know, the, the, initially the most interesting thing about this arc initially was that, like, Lupin was going up against this crew of. A strangely uh, of identical th- women. Like identical female thieves, right? All look and dress exactly the same, right? And so the fun of it was like, what the fuck is going? Like, what is the play here, right? Yeah. Because it's Lupin, right? So it's always like, is it technology? Is it magic? Is it something in between, right? And then the reveal is that it's just one lady thief, and she makes all of her henchmen dress up like her. And oh, that's it's lame. like
1: lame. It's kind of yeah, it's <laughs> a really anticlimactic,
3: it's extremely
1: yeah, lame like reveal.
2: Like I get it works in universe because like it's long been established in Lupin that you can disguise yourself perfectly as anybody with uh-huh. like yeah. minimal effort. But as far as payoffs go, that's a pretty weak one. That's it's like the, the Just,
0: most boring
2: resolution.
3: Yeah. Right, right. Like it's 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 really it's yeah. So that kind of didn't really do much for me. I think the only real standout of the episodes we've watched so far is uh, they ha- we had another Jigen one-off. Uh-huh. And, like, I wouldn't even say it's like an amazing episode, but it's more that Jigen is such a timelessly cool character. That, like, Jigen can just fucking walk around in these rainy streets smoking a you know a crooked cigarette, talking about how, ah, it's raining, just like the day I met her. <laughs> and it's like, ah, Jigen, you're the best.
1: Oh, Jigen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You wacky, you know, fucking cool guy.
2: This lady be like, ah, how, how is you... uh, how is Akio Otsuka doing? He's as totally Gigen? fine. Yeah, it's, cool. it's
3: good. I think he, I think he's doing a good job inhabiting the role. Yeah, you know, cool. He is, is kind of just being Akio Otsuka, but like that's right. not fine. a bad thing.
1: I mean, yeah, Kishkoyashi was, was like ninety, so yeah, right. right. I, I'm not holding. And, and Jigen him. has like... had been sounding like he was a ninety year old dude, so
3: I guess that's a thing, right? <laughs> it's like if, if part five Jigen sounded like, you know, a tired old man who like was wondering how much longer he had left in the game. That was so, also, also thematically for G- it. <laughs> that but,
2: yes, would have been... Yes. Yeah, that's the problem, because him sounding like a 90-year-old man... Very
3: cool. Yes, and, and like... So Akio Otsuka's Jigen is kind of more a return to the, like... Jigen as a stereotype, right? Grizzled, gunslinger, yeah. mm-hmm. cool, coolest guy in the room. And there's nothing wrong with that, because that is Jigen, too. And... Uh, I don't know, man. There's not much to say about it. G. gets a cool guy. <laughs> and the episode's uh, all right. You know? It's this whole. It's this, this cool,
1: whole. It's shit. this whole episode about how, like, we get flashbacks to how we, uh, one time he was shot in the street, and a a pretty young nurse who uh, run a local clinic for the people picked him up and, uh, you know, nursed him back to health. And but now she's getting married to a, a nobleman, and <clears throat> Lupin wants to steal the gem, the dowry. And Jigen goes along to keep an eye on her, make sure everything's okay. <laughs> right? It's the most You're right. It's, it's, it's super it's, like it's, hackneyed, but but yeah, self aware. I mean,
3: it is the type yeah, that can of, work. Yeah, it's the type of story in which the woman like caresses Jigen's face and says, "I've never, I've never seen a gunman with such kind <laughs> eyes." You know, right? It's like it's that kind of story. You know, and it's like, hey, that's fine too because. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Because
1: Jigen's Jigen.
3: Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, it followed up with a Goemon one-off that was not nearly as good.
1: It was still fun, but...
3: It was fun, it was fun, but it was, you know... Goemon is a joke. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I
2: feel like more than anybody else, Goemon needs the rest of the ensemble to bounce off of.
3: Unless you're Takeshi Koike and you just fully embrace embrace Goemon as, like, a bloodthirsty killer out of time. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Yes, he is kind oh. of just a joke character when you get down to it.
0: I guess uh that keeps trucking along then. Yeah. For mm-hmm. Better or worse, but
3: I mean, it's not bad, you know. It's not like Yeah. terrible or anything. You know, it's just
0: just not a whole lot to, to say on it. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that said, we have a little bit of time to talk about the backlog. The we...
4: backlog. It's back, baby. It's back.
0: Yeah we've been able to hit, we we we've all been hitting a few things here uh-huh. uh just yesterday i finished season 1 of thunderbolt fantasy which oh, we've man. already so, periodically been talking about uh,
2: but... so now you know why ahead. i always want to uh why i always want to end my conversations with until we meet again amid the hellish pandemonium <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh god uh, it's so good
3: even though you what see gonna... it coming from a mile away Shofu Khan revealing his true power level is just one of up the this, coolest picks moments up a stick like I've ever <laughs> yes. seen. Yes. When he
0: just beats all their asses with a stick and then later on he uh reveals the full extent of his powers, yeah. Yes. He um, just explodes
3: I, that dude's rib cage with a stick. I do so think yeah, the moment
2: yeah. where he's like, You want swords, I got swords is like a masterpiece of comedy, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah, it, right, it's like, both cool all and hilarious. It's yeah. like both
0: cool and hilarious at the same time. Yes. Um yes. The whole right. like final sequence when things start going down and like everybody starts playing their Uno reverse card <laughs> yes. That's a is way of it. is so good. Um, and you know, I was thinking about it. Like, it's like, yeah, the overall plot is whatever. It, it, it I think it's it's the it's the dialogue, the characters. Yeah, but, I mean, so yeah. the, 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 the way film. the dialogue is written <laughs> like, is so specifically, like, we've talked about it before, but, like, the, the whole, like, kung fu movie type dialogue that Urobuchi yeah. clearly understands very well. It's just, like, nonstop pure gold. Like, yeah, like um, I was trying to think of a couple of the examples that came to mind when, um, when Shofu Khan's disguised and he's trying to pick up the cart of gold and they're like... Oh well, the real enigmatic Gale would know exactly how much his gold weighs if you move, you know, if you, just by watching the cart move, or like, uh, <laughs> um, what's the the bow and arrow guy and the necromancer? Lady. And I can't Taylor. remember any of the names because they all have like sharp-eyed impaler and Guy. yeah, uh, yes. or, uh, yeah. and Lament. um, she's like they're like you know, if, if you had paid attention to my teachings, you would have noticed us following you three times. And she's like, my <laughs> student would have noticed five times. And i like, <laughs> I think God, the dialogue. Like, to make like, that, a, like, oh, sorry, go on, Joe. Just that very specific type of dialogue. Uh, like, I, I just love it. And it's just nonstop throughout all of it. But go ahead, Zig, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I I
2: think, like, to make kind of a serious point based on that statement, like, I think that, like, Urubuchi has this very kind of, like, his characters are very stagey, you know, they're Mm -hmm. very, they talk, they don't talk like human beings, they talk like people acting like human beings, and I think that actually helps when... He moves like, into mediums that are almost like hyper real, if that makes right. sense. So like sure, it worked yeah. very well in Carmen Rider Gaim as well, and it works well here Something that's because like, they operatic. are, Ugh. yeah, because well, but also because they are so obviously artificial yeah. that like it's sort like the artificialness of the dialogue sort of fits perfectly. Like they're it very the sense of performance exactly. Yeah, that's it, and and like honestly, I think. Like him writing like tokusatsu and weird puppet shows might actually be, uh, secretly have been his perfect niche. This, this might along. be the best fit for Robuchi. <laughs> when he's true calling, like, yeah. <clears throat> uh,
3: but yeah, no, season one is great. It's a good self-contained story, and uh, boy, are you in for a ride with season two, uh, is, is yeah. what I'm gonna say. Or, so I found actually, that very interesting. You gotta watch the movie, yeah. You gotta okay. watch the movie, yes. The movie yeah, is at, very w- good. Um, after,
0: we, uh, after we get out of here, you guys have to tell me what I'm supposed to watch, but... Um, yeah. yeah, I thought it was interesting at, like, in the final episode, it, it looked like they were setting up Season 2 to be like, oh, now we have to find a way to kill this demon. And, and, then, like, he just yeah, pun- yeah. and
1: then he just punts her into but, space. Like, no, yeah. just, and then, just... no,
2: but then suddenly TM revolution is there. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> um, I, um, so... I love, love, love the Dumb Umbrella shit. Like, it's so good. The, this, the, like, full, yes. the full circle... ending (laughs) ending. i I think like real chef's kiss i think on that one
2: part of the genius as well is that like in a quote-unquote traditional wuja you play that scene completely straight but here kind of it has that sort of knowing spin on it just kind of like i'm not saying that like thunderbolt fantasy is postmodern, but it does have that kind of like little nod and wink stuff that just makes it You know, more fun than, uh, like, solo Mm -hmm. It's not,
0: it's not like necessarily a joke, but they, they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're aware. It is a tongue in cheek homage to the genre. Right. Um, so yeah, can't wait to watch more of that. Uh, yeah. And you guys have been adding a couple things to the backlog for this season. Uh,. Uh, so yeah, you know, we, uh,
3: with the season looking the way it has, we were like, maybe it's time to, to plumb the depths once again, <laughs> try to uh, find something to talk about, and uh, yeah, you know, Iro and I kind of settled on two um, two older mecha anime that have always uh, sort of yes sat there in the in the, on the sidelines waiting to be watched, um, and those would be uh, Big O and Gun Sword,
1: yes. I have only seen the first few episodes of either of these, uh, despite... The Big
2: O, written by noted cancel culture victim, Chiaki look,
1: Co-written by o. noted uh, tokusatsu uh, writer Keiji Hasegawa of Gridman and Dino yeah. and Rage huh. Bomb and Genesis
2: uh, fame. Didn't know that f- one, actually.
3: F- I had already watched The Big O, but I really wanted to re-watch it and share it because I think uh, it's... I think there's something very special about it, like as far as mecha anime go, you know. But seeing as Ero is the one who's mm-hmm. watching it for the first time, maybe I'll let him start. Right,
1: so it's like I, the main thing I knew about Big O was that, like it had a kind of a unique position in the the pantheon, so to speak, because it was an early. Not only was okay, oh, ah, Big O was is made by like the Sunrise Internal Studio that did all the outsourcing on Batman the animated series, and so yes. it is first of all heavily influenced by that show and it was also one of like early breakout Toonami hits so much so that Toonami and Cartoon Network funded the second season of Big O uh, despite it being not terribly popular in Japan is my understanding so it has this kind of unique position as like not quite a east-west collab but more mixing of ideas than most I would say
3: it's it's definitely a work that was informed by yeah. the Western like studio work that Sunrise had worked on at the time, yeah. and like clearly went on to inspire them, you know, uh, in, in in many of the noir trappings that the Big O inhabits. Yeah, and so it's um,
1: definitely unique in in that way compared to yeah. a lot of other shows, you know, like for like okay nowadays and probably even in, into the the odds. you say Sunrise Original Mech Show and you have a vague, broad idea, but like, Big O is a Sunrise Original Mech Show and it's not like that at
3: all. Exactly. And...
2: When you say Sunrise Original Mech Show in 2022, I think kind of like Code Geass. Yeah. Right, Code right. Geass There's a bit, a bit of trepidation <laughs> to that <statement.
3: laughs> But, but, what's Code upon Geass, a, time... a Buddy
1: complex, cross
3: and. Yeah, yeah, but once upon a time, original Sunrise <laughs> Mech anime used to mean something. You know, like, <laughs> hey, look, I, I'm going to bring it up again because I'm going to say, you know, I, j- I know I mentioned Gainax earlier about this, but is Late Sunrise another potential <laughs> candidate for the 96 bulls of anime <laughs> studios? Because Late 90s Sunrise puts out Gao Gaigar, Cowboy Bebop, Turn 8 Gundam, The Big O, Gasaraki uh, you know, fucking eighth MS team, right? Like it's just hit after hit after big hit, heavy during hit, during big heavy hitters in here. there, yeah. Yeah, it's,
1: it's... towards the end and then the, of hand
2: animation, then, uh. yeah. yes. and then the two thousands arrive and Gundam Seed happens, and it uh, yep, all basic, goes to shit. Uh, <laughs> but you
3: joke, but there's also an element of truth to that. In that, what makes the Big O like really impressive is like it is like the zenith of Sunrise's Sunrise's mastery of cell animation. hand-drawn right like i'm not gonna say every episode looks amazing right like it was still a tv anime at the end of the day Mm -hmm. like there are ovas that look better from this time period but in a lot of ways the big o represents like sunrise like just displaying their mastery of 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 hand animation mecha hand animation i and
2: i also think sorry g i'll just just get in there Um, i also think that like that midnight, that late 90s period is a really interesting time for Mecca because it is post Evangelion but pre before, like I was only pre- partially joking about. Pre
1: everything trying to be Evangelion. Like, yeah,
2: like, and uh, well I mean Ephon was out in 98 I mean, but true. like But the thing is, like, I was only partially joking about Gundam Seed, because, like, Gundam Seed, in many ways, is, like, the template for the 2000s onward mecha show, you know. And, like, the, like, 95 to 2000 is this weird, awkward territory where some, like, some stuff is still trying to be classic Super Robot, some stuff is aping Evangelion so hard it's basically a remake, some stuff is, like, weird sort of hybrids between the two, and, like, the, the, like the form of the modern mecha show has not yet been codified and so you've got all these very messy interesting experiments
3: totally and i I would say i'm I'm willing to say that i think the big o is in some regards informed by evangelion's influence right yeah we haven't even really talked about the premise of the show for people (laughs) who are listening to us talk about an anime made 20 years ago the big o is a mecha noir series that takes place uh, in a futuristic city in a dome called Paradigm City, mm-hmm. and the notable thing is that uh, every human being who lives in Paradigm City cannot remember anything from the like more than forty more than forty years ago. Just society as a whole went through a collective uh, yes, uh, amnesia. It is the
1: city of amnesia, Paradigm yes. City, and
3: like there's a really like it perfectly fits the noir setting, right? This sense of like malaise and ambiguity, the murkiness of everybody's memories, you know, like, it's not that, like, society fell apart, right? Like, the technology still works. People still have their fundamental skills that they, they had, you know, but nobody remembers who... Their they culture
1: were. is now without context.
3: Right. It's a very interesting type of apocalypse, right? right. Like, and... it's not... A...
2: And, like, I think, again, sorry to keep busting in Not here, but, like, <laughs> but I mean, like, I think, you know, I mean, joking aside, like, Kanaka, um, who also wrote Digimon Tamers and Serial Experiments Lane, um, is a writer of the Cthulhu mythos. And so that kind of right. weird sense of unreality and kind of, like, fear of the unknown is very much in his wheelhouse in terms of, like, thematic totally. stuff.
3: Uh, yeah, definitely. I think, like, again we're only a few episodes in right and so like you know what Eero has seen so far is mostly the monster of the week stuff but mm-hmm. I do think even so far what you've seen has kind of shown that like that a little bit of that primordial fear of losing your sense of self because you've lost your memories right you know and how that informs the actions that people like perform in this show um, and of course I want to just you know give a shout out to I think you know Eero, we, 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 we really noticed it in that, those early like first two episodes that like it's been said before, but the Big O, I think more than almost any other mech anime I've ever seen, like, is the best in class at portraying the scale of giant <laughs> robots. Like, there's this magnificent shot um, where Big O, the titular Big O, has been summoned and is walking through the streets. And it is being filmed from inside of a building. Right. With an interior pool. And there's a window, like, next to that pool. To show Big O walking through it, and you can see the water in the pool Looks, rippling right, with every out, yeah. step. It's like it's such a magnificent <laughs> way to capture the scale of a giant robot, and you know, I, I just there truly is for better or and worse nothing quite like the Big O, and so that's why I think it's been a cool thing to revisit. Yeah,
1: I've a lot so far. First
0: impressions, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we are still in the zone of like. Episodes I've seen in the past, it during oh, other right, aborted right, right. watch attempts. But uh, yeah, it's it's just really cool. It's true. It it feels unique in a ways that a lot of other mech shows don't necessarily feel unique. Uh, yeah, you know.
3: But also at the end of the day, it uh, does have a robot with a big, big like fist, piston fist nope, punch, and it shoots, a, and an, it shoots and an,
1: a getter beam
3: and yes, a head laser. So you know. yeah. I mean it so is a, it is a unique
0: worlds. it is a unique combination of elements though that you don't yeah really mm-hmm. see in other places for sure. Yeah. All right. And uh we've talked about Gunsword many times before in, in me trying past, to go to you, you guys. Know, Most is, recently uh, when you guys were watching Back Arrow, which yep, is the same director, it's... and I was Goro basically Tani telling Uchi. you guys that uh the better version of Back Arrow is just go watch Gunsword. So So we did what?
3: That's kind of what motiva- motivated us to finally watch Gunsword, is like... You know, in a lot of ways, this show is a weird companion to the big O. It comes a few years later, and this is a show that comes out on the other side of the cell-digital split. Uh-huh. And boy, does it show! Gunsword feels like <laughs> a Sunrise
1: original mech anime, that's for sure.
3: Yeah, early 2000s digital animation, it looks a little rough, but... um. I think I, I, I've been enjoying it for what it is, like, mm-hmm. because in a lot of ways, this is what we wanted from Back Arrow, right? Like, a 7 out of 10 early 2000s mecha anime about an idiot hero going from town to town, saving the day, and fighting various robots in the process. And... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think there's necessarily as much to say about it as, you know, compared to the Big O, but, like... Yeah. You know, it, it's just kind of a fun, dumb show. You know, yep. it's, it's, a spa- it's, it's, like, it's a sci-fi western, you know, like... You know, uh, we we just watched the episode with the old men and they're yes, super ro- they're combining super robot and uh, probably
0: the much... most famous episode out of that anime. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's I did not
3: realize it was episode three. I know, right? Like in my yeah, head. it, I was like, it, it does happen. Per- that's like seven or eight or something. Yeah,
0: no, it does happen pretty early. Yeah, but um, um
3: very delightful super robot parody, right? Yeah. Like, you just have these four drunk old men fucking talking about how back in their day. You know they fought the Saurus Empire, and, you know all this shit, but now they're all washed up. You know their fifth pilot, the obligator, you know the obligatory girl and the pink robot passed away. You know, yep. but they they bring it back one more uh-huh, time to save, save the, the town game. because that's what heroes do, right? And it's like,
0: yeah,
3: yeah, this is all right. Like this is <laughs> I'm entirely <laughs> here for this. Like it's Sunrise, so yes, it just uses the exact same sound library as Gal like, Oh yeah, <laughs> everything. <laughs>
1: G stone all you know,
3: uh, that the villain is literally voiced by nobuyuki hiyama it's <laughs> yeah. very good
0: um i don't i don't you know it's because it, it's for, for me the, oddly enough this is one i've actually watched right. um the i don't know if I ever told my actual gun sword story on the podcast but i i ended I up watching so. it um because i basically got back into anime when netflix started like in the disc era like oh right yeah 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 where you ordered the cuz I, I was out of it for a couple of years and then out of the game <laughs> yeah just cuz it, it was it was so annoying back in those days <laughs> to get anime that i just like gave up but when netflix well, came i was like i'm unhappy oh, well. with buying like $50 vhs from Yeah, yeah you'd have region. to like sight unseen buy like a $50 dvd with two episodes and hope it was good right but Um, when Netflix came out, it was like, uh, hey, I can just order a disc and watch whatever I want, which was cool. But, uh, then when they moved to streaming, I was like, this is even easier. So (laughs) I was like, let me see what anime they have available. And they did not have a very good selection available. Um, I don't even remember. It was like whatever they could like, whatever cheap license they could, you know, afford. There were no big name. I don't even remember some of the other ones, but the one that stood out to me because it was actually kind of fun was Gunsword because that was one of the anime that – one of the first anime that Netflix had on their streaming service wow. in their very limited <laughs> pool of anime Maybe to watch. Is on
3: Netflix? I, I bet not.
0: I, I, I wonder. We'll have to check that. But that's how I watched it. it like I just wanted to watch huh. some anime. And this was the only, literally the only thing that didn't look terrible that was on Netflix. You know,
3: I feel like that's a pretty common story from our generation of like an anime fandom is like before whatever you had, get your like, hands on, yeah, yeah, before you had watch guides or whatever. It was just like, yeah. well, this looks okay, right? Yeah. So Speed I watched like,
0: <laughs> All right. oh, I don't know about Speedgrapher. Um, <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to recommend that um, one.
3: Yeah. No, just of that era though. You know what I'm saying? Yes.
0: Uh they had very cool graphic design on their in that show and other than that um but the but no I I watched uh, Gun Sword I was like yeah this is this is pretty good it's pretty pretty good um sure. I, and I, so I, I it's not that I've ever claimed that it was a fantastic show like you said G this is like a 7 out of 10 like a solid 7 out of 10 kind of fun mm-hmm. show Sometimes to watch. you really but, want that though Yeah, yeah. sometimes it, you really got to have McDonald's for lunch Exactly yeah. and I think especially when we were watching Back Arrow like this yeah. is what Back Arrow is trying to do, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: And only succeeded Failed. occasionally. Uh, <laughs>
2: I'll just, I'll just get in at the very end here and say uh, there has recently been some discourse on the timeline about whether Yoshiki Tomino is a good director or not. And uh, um, the
1: answer is he is a good director.
2: Uh, well, anyway, the point is that G, Iroh, and I have been watching Zeta Gundam, uh, G and I have been rewatching it, Iroh, for the first time, and I can confirm that Yoshiyuki Tomino is the very best at beating Yoshiyuki Tomino in the world. Uh-huh. In I, I, else,
1: elsewhere, I've been wor- working through uh, Blue Gale's a Bungle, and that's a hoot. <laughs> that show's great.
0: Yeah, you've, you've posted some wild clips yes. from that. Uh, okay. It's uh, that I don't know if this... Tomino is
2: a great director or not, but he's very interesting, and in some ways, that's much more important.
1: Yeah, nobody does it like him, and they keep letting him do things. Well, so
3: I will say, for some reason. You know, I will say in relation to all this, while I will again say that there's a claim that late '90s Sunrise is the '96 Bulls of anime studios. I will, however, also say late '90s Sunrise is responsible for brain powered. Yoshiyuki Tomy a great powered. <laughs> so you know. uh, it's
2: no Gauzi's wing.
3: Oh.
1: Garzi's wing.
0: <laughs> we no. uh yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> we'll we we might have plenty of time to talk about all that next time because yeah, who, those, uh, who knows what next watch. episode's gonna look like, but we had quite a bit quite a bit to talk yeah. about this time at least. Uh lots of so, fun stuff. A lot of things going on at least, even if they're not new winter twenty twenty two anime. Uh still plenty to do so all right that's gonna do it for this episode so to do our house- housekeeping uh, check us out at theglorioblog.com follow us on twitter at theglorioblog you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes google play spotify amazon music podbean stitcher and of course youtube where you can like comment subscribe ring the bell all that good stuff and you know, uh tell your friends tell your enemies and we'll catch everybody next time.